You're listening to the CFMEU Mining and Energy Podcast. Yes, indeed you are. Tim Brunero with you. Well, mining and energy industries have traditionally been amongst the most male-dominated in Australia, but women's numbers have been growing in our workplaces and, importantly, in the union. There are now more women workplace leaders than ever in the mining and energy union. I set out to speak to some of the women delegates at last week's national convention at the New South Wales hub in Cessnock to find out what makes them tick. Claire Bailey is the Mount Pleasant Lodge Secretary. I asked her what she sees the union doing on the ground at her worksite. It's phenomenal, really. Um, unless you see it on the ground yourself, it's it's hard to believe how much it, the union brings people together with yeah the mateship and just looking after each other and having each other's back. Even contractors or permanent, no matter who you are, they'll always look out for you and make sure that you're um, keeping safe. I asked Claire why she's so involved in the union. My dad was uh, um, in the union like years and years ago and he's been in the union for, yeah, probably 30 years. And I th- and I, you think that you don't realise and pick up things, you know, from the history, but you really do. And it's helped me probably more than I realise in my role now. And I've got, people have got a lot of respect for me and what I do. And I don't think I'm doing anything. I'm just, I'm just helping, helping people out or doing what I do do for my mate but yeah because they're in the if they're in the lodge or they're members and I'll even help people out that aren't members if if they need it. I asked Claire about how hard it is to keep motivated when her role is completely voluntary. She doesn't get paid to help members with their problems. We do it because we're passionate about it and at the end of the day um, I can sleep at night knowing that I'm doing my best for someone and people also realise that you do you do your best for them. Um, you can't save everyone. Um, more recently uh, we lost one of our female members through with a medical issue but at the same time uh, there was a day there where she lost her job because she got ongoing medical problems and she's not going to be able to have a job but then she was leaving and there was another girl walking down the stairs there from work and we, I remembered that six months ago we saved her job so you know I, I looked at her and I go well that's a shame but then here comes that girl and I go well we, we saved her job so y- you can't win them all um, and yes as you say it seems thankless at times and yeah you are up in the middle of the night answering phone calls and, and this that, and the other but the I just get a buzz out of helping it helping out everyone and I feel like when I'm helping someone, I'm in a room with someone and I'm helping them out or saying let's go and have a chat or in the middle of the night they're ringing me, I get my buzz, like I feel most alive when I'm helping other people, especially through the lodge, yeah. That's, makes, do what they say, do what makes you feel most alive and the union's it for me, yeah. I thanked Claire for her time and was soon engrossed in conversation with another delegate. I asked her her name and where she worked. My name's Jodie Cam. I'm the Vice President at Liddell Open Cut Lodge, um, so obviously work in the coal mines at Liddell. Um, I st- actually started mining in about 1996 in Western Australia and did a fair bit of fly in and fly out over there before going to the super pit in Kalgoorlie and then we finally moved back here. So we've been back here about um, 18 years now and I've been in the coal mines here since then. The super pit was pretty challenging with the old workings, more so than what we get here. Um, I don't know, I think the super pit was just um, maybe on such a much larger scale that um, 
than what we see here. So we can work around our workings. We just dig the little tunnels out and we, and we move on. Whereas over there, there was lots of areas where you couldn't even drive a truck because they might collapse. Yeah, so it was a yeah, big difference over there. But there was no unions over there when I was there. So I um, didn't join the union until I came and started working here, so about 18 years ago. Um, as soon as I came here as a contractor, I joined up. You know, you've got to do that um, stick together thing. Wow. And, so yeah. you've, had, you've had the experience of, of totally non-unionised workforce and a majority union workforce. Can you comment on the difference? I can. Um, I, well, I have. Um, I like the solidarity of having the union behind you if something goes wrong. When I was in over the West, if you got into trouble for something or whatever happened, you were in there and you were in there on your own and you were arguing your own point. It's really nice to have someone else go in and help you out. Definitely, yep. Um, I've had to use them a little bit over here at different times throughout my working career and it's been really nice to know that you had that support behind you. Very much so. The union is a major player in this industry, the, coal, the black coal industry. You can't say the same for many industries these days. No, you can't. What do you say about the union's role in the black coal industry? Oh, I think it's very, very important. As I said, I've had, I've had a few issues of my own throughout my working life over here and they have backed me 100% all the way. It didn't matter how far it went. They were behind me making sure that I was coping, that I was okay and that I still had a job. So I think they've got a, um, a really big role to play and that's why I'm now in the position that I'm in because I want to give back. They've helped me so much. Like I was always a member, but they've helped me so much that it's now my turn to um, give back and help the next person that's going to have some dramas. Yep. Jody Camp. Shortly after speaking to Jody, I introduced myself to another union activist at the National Convention's New South Wales hub in Cessnock and asked her her name. I'm um, Sharon Smoothie. I'm a female affirmative action on Central Council um, for the mining and energy. Um, I've been in the industry for 18 years. I'm from the Bayswater Lodge um, at um, Mount Arthur, where I worked as an operator, and then I became a delegate, um, a women's delegate, woman delegate, um, for our lodge and um, then working hard with um, other women coming into the industry and also the, the men. I asked Sharon to look into her crystal ball and tell me the challenges she sees on the horizon for the industry. As the older generation moves on to retirement with younger generation um, coming through the industries, the um, the amount of training and um, mentoring for those operators, it's, it's just not as thorough as it was when, you know, when we started in the earlier days. I find it's, um, the companies are too busy, you know, bums in seats, move loads, um, but they just don't realise that if, if you don't train somebody properly and you know, teach them the safety aspects of that job, you're going to have incidents, you know, and it's just, um, I just, it, I feel um, from years ago, it's just getting more dangerous and with having a lot of casual workers, well, and, and that's the thing, you just, um, they're scared to speak up 
because they're only casual and they, as soon as they speak up, if the boss don't like it, they can just, you're not required tomorrow. I always um, advise people, it's being in the union is just like taking out an insurance. You've got a job insurance. After my discussion with Sharon, I spoke to Kerry Tudor from the Costain Lodge. I first started in the mines when I, um, it was back in 2004, um, at Ashton Cole, um, and I'm currently at Ravensworth. I've been at Ravensworth now for eight years. Um, six of those were as a contractor. Um, the last three years has been as a permanent. When I first started in the mines, there wasn't many females, so I love sort of being one of the ones that are paving the way and hopefully making it better for more females. My daughter has just gotten a traineeship in the mines now and I hope that you know, things that I've done and things that I will do in the future makes it better for her in the future as well and, and makes her more safe, more comfortable to be in that male-dominated industry. Where's she at? Um, she's up at Mount Arthur um, on the east side. Um, I think they call it Mount Arthur South. Um, yeah, she's only just just starting in the trucks. So, and she's she's only 19 and very excited. <laughs> I asked Kerry about safety at the mines and what the biggest challenges were there. A lot of it is um, pushing production um, and pushing the the operators to. You know, load out quicker, drive quicker. Um, we're slowly getting to that point now where it's not so much that production doesn't matter, it's it's safety does always come first. So it's slowing down more than anything. Um, you know, the, the, the truck driver's slowing down, slowing at the intersections and um, like we've, we've in the last two years brought in um, what they call hierarchy rules, road rules. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got procedures in about that, you know, slowing down at intersections and, um, you know, stuff like that, just slowing down, thinking more about what you're doing and making sure that it's done as safe as possible. Kerry Tudor. Soon after speaking to Kerry, I ran into another Kerry, Kerry Koneski, who's actually been on the podcast before. It was good to put her face to her voice and to catch up. I asked her about the biggest challenges she sees in the industry. Probably the biggest challenge that I see is the casualisation and working alongside people um, that are doing the same job as what I am um, and they're they're not getting the same pay. Um, I see that as a huge conflict. Um, You know, I I think it's just completely unfair. You know, you're you're doing the same job, you should be paid the same wage. That's probably the largest. Um, I've also experienced and and seen a lot of um, harassment as well um, in the industry, which I think is, I don't know, I I suppose I wasn't exposed to it overly when I was younger, but I actually probably see it more now and because I'm that bit older, I'm happy to stand up and say, you know, that, that's not okay in the workplace. But um, that's definitely something that's still happening. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, um, just unwanted comments um, and people segregating other people, I suppose. Um, and, you know, just discluding 
people within activities. Um, and yeah, and I mean, I don't know if people realise that that's a form of bullying. But um, yeah, just unfavourable comments, um, speaking, you know, unfavourably about people, discluding them. Um, and I don't think they realise actually how much of an impact that actually has on people. I asked Kerry about the union's role in the industry. Yeah, I've definitely seen it happen with the females, but I've actually seen that segregation with the guys as well. So men being uh, ostracised? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. You know, they may not fit into the, you know, the typical blue-collared worker, um, or they may just have a different point of view um, and yeah and they do they get segregated for that and what can we do about that that's an interesting issue we haven't talked about on the podcast or what can, what can be done there yeah I think it's people knowing their rights being being able to stand up but not everyone can do that so I think it's having um, having someone there that they can trust and just genuinely have a chat with someone that's got that voice that they may not actually have. Having the union in this industry, it makes it a safer work environment. Um, people who have permanent jobs and who are in the union aren't as afraid to speak up about issues because they do know that there is someone behind them to say, you know what, if this is going to go pear-shaped, we're behind you, we're going to back you, we're going to be there to support you. Um, opposed to you know someone who is a contractor and not in the union, they don't seem to speak up when there's issues um, because they're afraid that they may lose their position or may not be able to come to work Monday. They're just given a phone call on the Friday afternoon and saying, your service is no longer required. Yeah, so I think that the, the union makes it a safer workplace. I think the stronger the union is at your workplace, the safer the workplace is, most definitely. There you go, some of the views of women delegates at last week's national convention at the New South Wales hub in Cessnock. I'm Tim Brunero. Talk to you next time.